Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, this is Marianne. As you can imagine, when Luann and I are recording our podcast, sometimes we record several episodes in one sitting. And what you're going to hear today is part three of the series that we were doing from John chapter 15. The problem is we forgot to tell you where we actually were in the Bible. We just jumped in and forgot that detail. So thought I'd just record this little intro and let you know it is John 15, so you don't have to spend the next 25 minutes scratching your head and thinking, where the heck are they? Hi, everybody. We are going to do yet one more episode, yes. at least, on this passage in John, because there's so much good stuff in here. Yes. Today, we're going to look at verses 7 through 11. Lord willing, if we can cram that into 30 minutes. Lou, you want to go ahead and read 7 through 11? Sure. Now, this is from the NIV. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Okay. We've talked about pruning. We've talked yeah. about being thrown in the fire <laughs> in previous episodes. So now we're getting to the really good stuff. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's all really good. The rewards, I guess, is a better way to say it. So in verse 7, when I read that verse, I think that is probably one of the most taken out of context, yeah, used wrongly yeah. verses in the whole Bible. People have used it to try to claim um, a Mercedes Benz. Because it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now that sounds like a pretty much a blanket. That's a blank thing. check. Yeah, blank check. So we know that it, yeah. you can't just ask for whatever you want and it will be given to you. So what does that mean? Well, I think you can ask. Well, that's true. You can you ask. You can definitely ask. I don't know that it includes Mercedes Benz. But there's conditions. If you remain in me. And my words. And, word remain, and my word remains in you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in that place, well, I think we could say we're in that place, but I've never asked for our Mercedes Benz. And just, yeah. I don't ask for that. I'm always asking to be, to be honest, I'm always asking to be fruitful in my mm -hmm. day, mm -hmm. which simply means whoever I meet, Make sure I am being represented. Represent, yeah, that's that's yeah. how I see that. But ask whatever you wish. I just don't think it's a rabbit's foot or, or a, a genie in a genie. bottle. I just never mm -hmm. saw him like that. I've asked for many things that, that he has supplied. But sometimes he says no because we're asking for something that if we were really seeking to glorify him, we wouldn't ask for. I mean, it wouldn't be a priority. Yeah. When I we guess. were talking about how this kind of relates to the verse about he will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. And he gives us his desires. That's right. His he transforms desires, our sure. desires into his that's desires. Right. That's right. And, and that's what I kind of feel about this verse mm -hmm. that if we are abiding in him and we are abiding in his word, yes. we're reading his word, we're studying his mm -hmm. word, we're growing in our understanding of that, then we're not going to ask for crazy stuff. 
this can easily get into a theology thing because I know people that pray for those things and get, and get them. them. There could be a reason why God does just want to bless them with that. It's, like you said, it's okay to ask. Yeah. As long as what we're asking for isn't kill my neighbor who plays no, a stereo too loud. <laughs> well, of course, that's not it. It's no, not no but you yes. know what I mean? Like yes. it doesn't obviously contradict his principles or his ways. No, correct. I think if we continue with that, it yeah. says, this is to my father's glory that you might bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. So yeah. So think, really the context yeah. that he's giving here is that fruitfulness thing. Yes. I don't think it's about material stuff. Yeah. Because if if we read it in context there, then he's also saying, whatever they're asking is for my father's glory so that you would bear much fruit. So what does glory mean? Exalt, lift up. My father is glorified in this. He's lifted up. That The word glory itself means a weight. Oh, which yes, is it does. The mm-hmm. weight, the mm-hmm. real essence of, of who, who God is, is mm-hmm. which is beyond anything we can even imagine. So our little piece of that is to live in such a way that people can see what God is like. Doing, and what he's that's doing. A, that's a tall order. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. When someone's watching your life and seeing the fruit of your life, then God's glorified. That's right. That's what I think that all means is that if whatever you're doing and it and people recognize it, but they don't give you the praise, they're like, man, God's really yes. blessed your life or God's really got the glory out of that song you just wrote or out of that mm. that you just said. That's giving God the glory. You're not taking the applause for it. Yeah. Like you've told stories about paying for people's things at the dollar oh, yeah, tree and things like that. Yes. Well, we serve a generous God. So yeah. you were showing that lady whose bill you paid a generosity. Mm-hmm. But in your sure. mind, you're thinking, because God is generous, I'm going to be generous. Yes. I just did it the other day. It was one of those uh, toll roads. It's like two bucks going from here to Greenville. So I here, just paid for those two people behind me and I gave him six bucks. And he's like, that's very kind of you, ma'am. And I said, just tell them to, to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. God loves them to pay it forward. And he's like, thank you. And we have opportunities all the time mm-hmm. to show people what God is like, yes. whether we come out and it's, blow trumpets and say, yeah. bah, 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 bah. <laughs> nobody was in my car. Right. So it's like nobody saw me do that. But he saw it. Yeah. So I just you said, were Lord, just bless glory. them. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, so that that's what I think that means well, right there. Isaiah 43, 7 says, everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory That's what we were created Mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. And it's not that God is an egomaniac. It's just that he is above all. He is all. So we were created to show that in our lives. Right. And again, this is in the context of staying connected to the vine, vine, to Jesus. God is the vine dresser. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. And so we cannot possibly accurately (laughs) reflect who God is if we are not connected to that vine. That's right. Okay. So verse eight here that you read tells Mm -hmm. us how we can glorify God. And that again is living a life that bears much fruit. Yes. So let's talk a little bit again about that. And I'm I'm just going to do a recap because this includes what we talked about the last episode or two. Our highest purpose in this life is to glorify God. Yes. Now, that would sound like cray-cray <laughs> to people in the world mm-hmm. whose highest purpose is maybe, they would say, is to be happy mm-hmm. or to be successful yes. or to have a lot of stuff. Yes. All the little measuring sticks out there mm-hmm. do not apply mm-hmm. to followers of Christ because right. we are here to glorify God. And we glorify God by bearing much yeah. fruit. And we bear much fruit by staying connected to God. So 
it all comes That's back right. around to that connection. That's exactly right. Which is why Jesus needed to really impart this to these guys as he was leaving. If I can read these notes here on the bottom of mm-hmm. my Bible, it says, The Father is glorified in the work of the Son. And he is also glorified in the fruit bearing of disciples. So that's what that all means. That's really Mm -hmm. good. There's nothing better than seeing glimpses of God. Oh my gosh, uh, yes. Because he's the best, you know, whether that is as we're worshiping him or seeing him in another believer, again, who is doing this. Yes, I I told Miriam, there's a, I don't know if anybody knows him. His name is Sean I don't know how to say his last name. I think it's Foyt. Is it Foyt? It's Foyt. Mm -hmm. I think he's 38 years old. He came out of Bethel Church. He was a worship leader for them. He did run for Congress out in California and didn't make it. Mm. And he is a worshiper and he is going around everywhere, like everywhere in the country. Also, he just was in Africa. He's gone everywhere God has asked him. Got four children. So he, his wife, and the four, they're little. They're traveling everywhere. I don't think anybody has been inspiring me more than he has in the last month because of how much he loves the Lord, how much he refuses to bow to the enemy of our soul. He has a song, man, I was just listening to their day on my, on my radio in the car. There's no fear. There's no fear. There's no fear. He also, I don't know the name of the song. He wrote a song about a baby in the womb. Oh my mm. gosh. Just absolutely stunningly beautiful. Anyway, when we're talking about somebody who's giving glory to God, that's all he ever does. That's all he does is give glory to God. He gives it, takes it right back to him. So I pray for him that he is covered and God keeps him covered. But that's the what you're talking about. That's yeah. the fruit that I see the glory of God in that man, young man. Uh, he's obviously not in it for his own comfort. It's not. Oh I mean, no. it's hard to travel even by yourself, oh let no. alone with four kids. I don't know how in the heck they're doing it because they're all over time zones and they yeah. look as refreshed as can possibly be. And he does talk about the hate mail and the that we're going to kill your kids and wow. all that. Oh, yeah. No, people are just really coming at him. Yes. Oh, my So, goodness. man, he just stands. He just stands. One of the things I thought about, going back to what we talked about in the last episode, how the goal of our lives is to be fruitful. And if that's our goal, instead of just being happy or comfortable, Mm -hmm. lots of things, lots of people, lots of circumstances can keep us from being happy or comfortable. Yes. But they can never stop us from being fruitful. There's Mm -hmm. not anything that Satan can throw at us or the world can throw at us that can stop us from being fruitful if that's our goal. Yeah, that's good. I mean, no matter what we Mm -hmm. have to go through. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Because if you make happiness or comfort your goal, it's rough. Yes. (laughs) No, it is. It's just, it's a hard way to live because there's so many things that can come and... Well, that's living in your emotions. It's such a fragile thing, happiness. Joy is different than that. Oh, dear Lord, yes. Which we're going to talk about. Completely different, yes. a minute. I don't know if you are familiar with a monk named Brother Lawrence, but yes, he wrote a classic book 300 years ago called The Practice of the Presence of God. God. Awesome yes. book. Wonderful. I book. would highly recommend I it. I have it. Okay. This guy was just a very humble guy that lived in a monastery. He worked in the kitchen and he also uh, fixed the other monk's sandals. <laughs> Oh, okay. He was a sandal sandal fixer. (laughs) (laughs) I always hear about him peeling potatoes. I didn't know he got in a sidelight there. But anyway, he had some really amazing insights about what it means to really abide in Christ in a very practical way and to always just be aware of God's presence. Even when he was doing all these Hmm. mundane little tasks, one of his monk friends... (laughs) 
<laughs> There's a quote by one of his monk friends that okay. I want to read, okay? About him? Is, yes, this okay. is about Brother Lawrence. Okay. And it says, The dear brother remarked that we must give ourselves totally to God in both temporal and spiritual affairs. Our only happiness should come from doing God's will, whether it brings us some pain or great pleasure. After all, if we're truly devoted to doing God's will, pain and pleasure won't make any difference mm-hmm. to us. Mm. I just want to say, I'm not there yet. (laughs) I'm afraid pain and pleasure still make a difference to me. But wouldn't that be great to live that way? Yes, it would. To really be so focused on bearing fruit for God, on glorifying Him as the goal, the only goal of our lives, then you can really see where pain and pleasure wouldn't. Wouldn't be, yeah. So that kind of thought, oh, well, it's just that again. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just that pain again. But I know the fruit of what's coming from this. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a totally a different mindset. Even if we don't necessarily see it. No, right. The fruit to just trust that we're just walking yes. in the mercy and the grace and with the strength yes. of God. It's not dismal. I, no, it's you not. know, it's not like we're trying to say, oh, tote the weary load. <laughs> uh, no, because then we come to verses 10 and 11. Which says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Oh, wait, we need to go up to nine. Yes. All right, nine says, just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. Then, sorry, you come to 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, Mm -hmm. just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. Ah, So good. I know. Look at those. The whole world is striving after love and joy. Mm -hmm. And look look where it's at. And we're finding it right here. That's right. In the Father. In the love of the Father. Mm -hmm. And, And I love the fact that this is Jesus talking, and he wants us to have the same kind of love he had with the Father. He says, you can have what I have. I was obedient to the Father. You can have what I have. You just remain in in me, and I remain in you, and we both have that love that the Father has. You can have the exact same love. Isn't that good? It's so good, but why? (laughs) (laughs) Why does that not seem to be my reality in the same way? Uh, Probably because I'm not obviously as surrendered as Jesus was. Well, yeah, or... Yeah. I'm more distracted. I really think the distraction is the major thing mm-hmm. right now for everybody. Mm-hmm. It just is. And you have to fight it. And you have to fight against it and go back to that first love all the time. Of course, this is going to pop into my mind. For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Yes. In another place, when he washed the disciples' feet, it said, knowing where he had come from and where he, he was, was going... going he washed the disciples' feet, basically. Yeah. That's a paraphrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he always he always had that eternal perspective because mm-hmm. he knew where he came from, but he also knew where he was going. Well, we know where we're going. You know what, Marianne? That's probably the key. It is for me. Yeah. I'm no. rereading my heaven book, by the way, oh, The Heaven yeah, by Randy Alcorn. Yeah. I never read it. Oh, my goodness. You've got to <laughs> read this book. I don't have it. I'll have to get it. But I think that if we truly had an eternal perspective mm-hmm. on everything and really knew where we were headed and how glorious it will be to yeah. be there, that this truly isn't home. I think that if we really lived in the eternal, 
we could live this out. And that's how Jesus yes. endured what he endured. Just by looking at the eternal. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a little bit of an advantage because that's where he came well, from. That's what, yeah. <laughs> that book, again, it's called Heaven. It's written by Randy Alcorn. That's what it, it did for me was it gave me a more biblical picture of heaven. There's a lot more about heaven than we realize in the yeah. Bible. and. Dwelling on that Mm -hmm. has really radically changed my life. I mean, I can't say that I really know the Father's love as fully as Jesus did by any stretch. I would love to. But just knowing what He's prepared for us is so exciting and wonderful. It really does help to deal with the stuff of life. I had gotten to the place where when something was going to bother me, I think I said it a while ago, I was like, in the light of eternity, this really doesn't mean anything. So you can walk through something and just say, you know what? This is only for a season in light of eternity. This isn't yeah. nothing. A friend of mine described it like a filter. You know, oh, that she yes. uses like that eternity filter. And let's filter this, how I'm feeling through the light of oh, what yeah. you just said. Yeah. And then we see, see what, what comes out. Yes. It's like, no, nope, doesn't pass the test. It doesn't yeah. pass the eternity <laughs> yeah, test. Right, right. And I oh. like also when you were talking, I mean, in this verse 11, he's telling us, I have told you this. So he's saying, I want you to know, and this is why I'm telling you all of this, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. He wants us to walk in joy. We see it all around us in this time right now. So many people are oppressed or feel Mm -hmm. depressed and despair and discouragement. And all he's saying is, I want you to have the joy that I have. You know, people don't usually think of Jesus as joyful. I know. Because they always always, portray him as this little sad, somber, greasy hair (laughs) person that... (laughs) One of the yes. reasons I like The Chosen, yes. that series, um, if you get a chance to, to yes. watch that, I know probably most of the people listening to this have already seen it, but I love that portrayal. Yes. He's got a sense of humor yes. and he's washes his hair. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. He's but a Jesus you would want to hang out with. That's And excuse me, but that's in scripture. Why did all everybody want to always be with him? Yeah. He was fun. He was, he probably cracked jokes. He was probably just so wonderful to be around. And yet he's so portrayed as this oh, boring, know. somber, Kinda you better scary. do this or you're not going to get this. And it's crazy. Like a heavenly buzzkill or something. <laughs> yeah. Just not the guy you would invite to your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like they did in scripture. <laughs> yeah. Or that little kids would oh, come yeah. up to. Now kids, they know you, boy. They know who they're running to. So you got kids running up to you. Yeah. There's a reason. So what do you think the joy of Jesus oh. was about? Oh, gosh, how do you even explain it? It's not like it was always laughter and always Mm -hmm. that. You can have joy in the midst of sorrow. There can still be a joy there that you haven't succumbed. Succumbed. (laughs) I didn't know where you're going with that. So you haven't succumbed to the oppression or the storm. There was still joy in that. I think that's what the joy is. It doesn't have to always be laughing and joking and talking. And though he did, we know Mm -hmm, that he did mm -hmm. because sinners would not have wanted to be with him if he was a, a downer. I think part of being an ambassador for Christ, as uh-huh. we're told to be, means accurately reflecting what he was like. Yes, he was. Absolutely. It had to be fun to be around. Yes. So I, I bet he played stickball, even though yeah. they, who knows what they would have used for the ball, stick but they played stickball with those kids. But anyway, I, yeah, I think that's what it is. Joy mm-hmm. in the journey. Michael Carr. Michael Carr. Oh my gosh, Joy in the journey. journey. I just listened to it the other day. I know, I love that Great song. Great song. Yeah, I just think the joy is in the midst, no matter what it is you still are 
you're looking at eternity, the joy set before us, so you can endure what you're going through because there's a joy. That's it, what I it think has it has to be. It has to be that because what else really is there? Well, <laughs> Except know, for seeing because... seeing people grow, seeing people thrive, that brings joy. Yes, but the real Mm-mm. joy the is real, what he's knowing about. what's coming. Sure, I think what he's talking about. I can give you my joy, and he knows that life is not a barrel of fun all the time, but right. you can still have joy in the midst of it. And it's not that laughter joy; mm-hmm. it's that knowing that it's okay. It's going to be okay. And it's just that knowing. I've described it this way before, so sorry, this is a little bit of a repeat. But if you know you have this awesome, fantastic vacation plan, you can endure a whole lot of weeks before yes, that you can. because you're thinking, you know, I'm going on that cruise mm-hmm. uh, next month or whatever it is. Yes. And we should live with that same kind of anticipation mm-hmm. because it that's could good. be any minute. Yeah, that's Jesus could come back any moment. <laughs> yes. So we should always kind of have that expectation. And that's whoa, good. Yeah where I'm going to go. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's okay. good. See, I'm getting you there. I'm getting you there with my obsession I know, over I need, heaven. <laughs> in fact, I need to write down, it's called Heaven by who? Randy Alcorn, A-L-C-O-R-N. It's a scripturally based thing. When it's more just his ideas, you know they, that it's just more his yeah, ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like bogus yes. stuff no, it's there. Good. It's no, it. I'm looking forward to reading it. And I have not read too many things about heaven. So Yeah, there's not like all that much out there. Yeah. And people don't really talk about it. So if you just think it's floating around in the clouds with a harp, it that sounds really boring. And honestly, if you think it's just one unending worship service... Mm -hmm. Although worshiping God is wonderful, Mm -hmm. thinking about doing that forever and ever and ever and ever Mm -hmm. isn't something we can really relate to. But he makes it very real and practical and goes by the scripture about how it's a new earth that we're going to ultimately be dwelling on. So it's kind of like this earth the way it was created oh, to be. Yes. And we're going to have jobs to do. It's going to be great. Yes. So, all right. Just to kind of wrap up yes, this wrap whole it. thing. Because there's like, much hope in this. There's so much hope oh, in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we want to be real and talk about the pruning part, but, you yeah. know, look at the mm-hmm. result yes. of that. And I, I would just want to close, too, with what does it mean to have a fruitful life? What does a fruitful life look like? Because mm. I don't think it's like Proverbs 31, woman on speed. It's not... <laughs> It's it's not just running all around, volunteering at the soup kitchen, teaching origami at the nursing home, <laughs> cooking organic meals for everybody. I mean, those things are fine, but a fruitful life kind of go kind of goes beyond that because a fruitful life is going to look like a Jesus life. Yes, he wasn't just running around doing a zillion things all the time. Yeah, he was just doing what the Lord had him what do God every day. Him, his purpose, yeah. whatever yeah, that was, purpose. whether it was to come away alone sometimes Correct. or do ministry yes. or teach a small group of people. He just, he was the epitome of walking in the spirit yeah. I mean, because he's God. <laughs> but we get a clue from the Galatians 5, 22 and 23 passage where it describes the fruit that should come out of our lives. Yes. And this is more about character stuff than oh. it is jobs or ministries okay, even. Cool. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, mm-hmm. patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then in John, it talks about how Jesus was full of grace and truth. Mm. So all of those things that I just listed there are character qualities. Yes, they are. And we tend to think of fruitfulness as the things we do. That's what not, I thought that Not was. the it's things not, we are. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. But that's I mean, good. obviously, the th- we're going to do things. Yes. And those should flow out of mm-hmm. who we are. Mm-hmm. But as 1 Corinthians 13 says, if, if we're running around doing good works... 
with a bad heart. Oh, that's it's right. It's like a clinging symbol. symbol. And it mm-hmm. says it profits me nothing. That's good. That so really it's good. really important to get grounded in the character of Christ. Yes. The branches need to look like the vine. <laughs> the vine looks like the vine dresser, and we need to look like the vine. I love it. That was great. That was wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Seriously, why don't you end this part in prayer? Okay, All right. I will. Uh, Father, what a privilege it is to yes. be yours and to get to even imagine that we are branches coming off of the vine of Jesus. And that is just something that's hard to wrap our head around. But it, what, a, what a blessing that you mm-hmm. have chosen us to be your branches. And God, I pray, Lord, that each one of us would be willing to allow you to prune us as you see fit, because we know that your goals for us and your desires for us are good, Mm -hmm. and they are going to be the best thing for us. That's where that joy and that love come from, because we are abiding in you. We are connected to you. So Lord, I pray that each one of us would commit or recommit, Father, to do our part in our relationship with you, Lord, that we would spend that time with you, that we would know your word, Lord, whatever it takes to to be the kind of branches that you want us to be, Lord, and we will trust you for the fruit. We'll trust you again to prune us where we need to be pruned. Our desire is to bear much fruit, Mm -hmm. and uh, God, I pray that our lives truly would show the people who are watching us what you're like. Um, Thank you for that honor and that privilege, Lord, and we just pray to you in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too, so please share it and share some hope.